as usual i have a very very brand new joke before i start and these are the three guys goes to heaven one is a roman catholic another one is a baptist another one is a charismatic and the three goes to heaven they meet peter at the pearly gates and peter said your rooms are not ready so i'm going to call satan if you can stay for 10 minutes in hell so once uh, once a uh, room is ready i will give him a sms he will bring you back so reluctantly these three guys accepted and they went to hell and less than 5 or 7 minutes satan is calling peter please take these guys out from here please take these guys out from here peter is like no the rooms are not ready yet wait them no what they are doing no the satan said the catholic is making confession out of everyone the baptized is baptizing everyone and the charismatic person has already raised funds to get an air conditioning <laughs> anyway lift up your bible <laughs> and you say this after me lord jesus <laughs> influence me this morning holy spirit i just pray that you will oh daddy i pray that you will anoint my lips lord lord i just pray that this won't be just fall on a dry thorny bushes place it will fall on a good soil i pray that you will give sensitive spirit and a sensitive heart and attentive ears lord help me jesus amen amen you know what i'm going to share i i have a fear of the lord when i share this because you know partially we are part of guilty of all this and uh, the holy spirit has been convicting us there's been a long season some of you know uh, but what i'm going to share is it might come across a little bit challenging for some of you but i believe let's receive it and let's ask the holy spirit to guide us i want to talk about church and uh, i want to read one uh, famous quote by john wesley uh, probably you might have heard this it says like this without god man cannot and without man god will not anybody heard that yes without god man cannot and without man god will not and i don't know whether you know about john wesley john wesley was born in a family of almost 13 children and his family susanna wesley was born in a family of 27 that's bigger than papa's house and <laughs> so john wesley Uh, when he was 11 years old he got into a fire accident and the entire house was caught in fire and uh, he was on the first floor so they rescued many children and they did a count and john wesley was missing they found out he was on the first floor and they didn't have ladder the time to go and find a ladder so basically they made a human ladder and they stood upon one upon another and then they rescued him the 11 year old boy was brought down they had no clue this 11 year old boy is going to be one day transforming two huge continents that's why john wesley said without god man cannot without man god will not and we have this crazy idea about church we think church is some kind of like a club or something we come we feel good and we go and sometimes 
If you read the book of Acts and you read how the early churches and the church we are right now, it's almost night and day. It's almost so different. We changed into your business. We changed church into something like you come, do your, do your church thing so that you can tick the box on Sunday so that you can keep going. And I wrote down a few things here. Church is not a building. Church is not a meeting you attend every week. Church is not an elite exclusive group you're part of. Church is not a social club you go to to feel good. Church is a family where you belong. Amen. Church is a family where you belong. And if you look at the book of Acts, if you read the book of Acts, it's never something a one-man show. A church is never a one-man show. Church is not a business. Church doesn't stop on Sunday. Actually, it starts on Sunday. And church is never what we call a program for one and a half hours. Hello? And church is never something that we say, Oh, I have gone to church today. No, we are the church. Turn to someone and say, You're sitting next to your church. Lord, heal the neck again. Every week there is a problem in their neck. In Jesus' name. Let's do it again. You are sitting next to your church. Okay. So, church is a community. I wrote down here. It's not up in the screen. Church is a community empowered by the Holy Spirit to empower one another. Amen. That's why we are. It's a community. It's a church. It's a community. We are called to live as a family. We are called to take care of one another. It's never a one-man show. It's never someone who comes up there, do his tricks, show his gifts, and then everybody cheers and say, wow, we did a good job. And then you go back, throw some money in the offering box. This is not church. Church is supposed to be where as a family, we take care of one another. We are there for one another. And we see the church can be... a family model in such a way the rest of them who are not part of that can say if this is possible with them we can do that amen but somehow we feel like oh I went to church this morning I'm done and bear with me this book if you happen to read this book it's the bible we never call this good bible loving bible we call it a holy bible why because that's who God is God's word is holy it's not something he does. That's who he is. And this Bible, if you read the Paul's letters, he writes to one of this letter called the Ephesians. And we don't have time to read the entire six chapters, but I'm going to take one chapter and I'm going to talk about the Ephesians. But basically, Paul wrote, these are called prison letters. He wrote four letters in prison. And one of the letters is Ephesians. And you know, the prisons are not like the prisons you find in Europe or in Norway. The prisons have their own bed, air conditioning, TV, internet, gym. No, this is a prison in the Roman cell. Dark, cold, everybody was alone. You know, he's, nobody's there to take care of him. You know, Paul didn't write it in a beautiful beach called Copacabana in Brazil. Drinking piña colada. Having Timothy to rub sunscreen. You know, when I take my wife and kids to beach, because I am born with a tan, I don't need a sunscreen. But... My wife and kids, they, are, they don't have that blessing as Indians we have. So I have to apply sunscreen for them. Otherwise, they get baked. And then they said to me, why don't you look like? I'm already with a tan. I'm born with a tan. Amen? You're, most of you are born with a tan. 
Yes, what a blessing. We save money on sand sunscreen. And Paul didn't stay in this beach drinking his favorite cocktail and write this epistle. He wrote this epistle in the midst of his challenging time, in the midst of persecution when everybody left him. He wrote this beautiful letter and I want to briefly look at it. You know, we don't have time. If you're taking notes, take notes. If you're not taking notes, take notes. The first chapter talks about the understanding of the gospel of salvation and Christ's ultimate authority over mankind. That's what the first, first chapter of Ephesians talks about. Number two, chapter two talks about we are seated next to Christ. It's not earned but given to us. Therefore, it's a privilege. Number three, it talks about be rooted in Christ's love. Paul says, nobody can understand how vast is the sum of God's love. It's like God has prepared for those who are called him. Number four, the body of Christ attaining to the fullness of Christ. We're going to just deal with the chapter four. We don't have time to deal with all this. Maybe God willing, in the future we will deal with it. Number five, chapter five, God says through Paul, be drunk in the new wine of God's love. There is a Latin word, I don't know whether you heard about it, it's called carpe diem. What is carpe diem? Seize the day. That's what Paul was urging this efficient church because they kind of caught, caught up with all the religion came in. Church is never supposed to be religion, do you know that? Religion is man-made, church is kingdom. So they were caught up with this religious work and Paul is saying, seize the day man, you know, be drunk in the new wine which is God's love. Let people will know that you are followers of Jesus because of love. And chapter 6, which is a famous chapter, many Christians know this, this is the armor of God. Stand firm, be bold because you are armed and dangerous. You know, Paul wrote this 60 years later after Jesus died, resurrected and rose again. 60 years later, he writes to this new church who's emerged and the church of Ephesus is actually in modern day Turkey. And in the church, he writes this and says, hey, be strong, be bold. You know, and then he finishes off the Ephesians chapter 6. He says, pray for me that I have boldness to preach the gospel of peace. So we don't have time. For the sake of time, we're going to just do one chapter. In this chapter 4, please do yourself a favor. We, we're going to just do here and there, but go home, read this 30 verses or so. Read this entire chapter. So this is what I want to share with you. Ephesians 4. The body of Christ attaining the fullness of Christ. I heard the statement, everyone likes Jesus, but they have a problem with his body, the church. How many times? We live in a culture, it's called two kind of culture. I'll explain to you in a minute. Are you guys are okay? Yes? It's called unchurched and dechurched. What is unchurched? People who never heard the name Jesus. They never come to church because they think it's another religion. So I don't want to go to church. Then there is another group called dechurched. They heard, they came, but they got hurt. And they went back. Hello? And in the city of Vellur, according to the statistics in 2011, we have 484,000 just in the city alone. But then, if you have the greater Vellur, which is all the way from Adukambare and all the way back into Chittur bus stand, all the way, they say almost 800,000 people live. If in the 800,000 people, if you say 10% are Bible-believing Jesus believers, I don't think so. Why? Because there is a humongous de-churched population is growing. Church is no more a fancy thing. Church is no more a favorite thing. Church is no more an exciting thing. 
Hello? I like to watch movies. Anybody here to watch movies? Yes? Especially when you... But the reason I go watch movies is not for movies. To watch the previews. To get your popcorns and go. And sometimes church becomes so boring. Sometimes we feel like I don't want to go to church. It's like, it's almost like we have, we have come to a point where we try to do stuff and we never live out the way Christ lived out. And, and this is what happens in the Ephesians. There are three segments. I kind of broke it down in three segments. And the first segment is, we talk about there, the body of Christ as many members, but one body. That's what you read in Ephesians chapter 4 from verse 4 to 6. There are seven one. One body, one spirit, one hope, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God. Can we say this again one more time? One body, one spirit, one hope, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God. You see how divided we are? We are so divided. We are so, no, 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 no. You give baptism differently. You give communion differently. You give church differently. You, you know, you put girls and brothers sitting together on the same chair. No, girls should be left side. Guys should be right. We are so divided. But here it's like the church, Paul writes like, hey, it's one body, one spirit, one hope, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. You know, sometimes we go to Jordan and we say, oh, let me take another one. There's a guy sitting there. They say, if you want free, baptism will be given. And I was there also. Not to take baptism. I went to teach. And I was there. And they were having three different kinds. They are willing to throw water on you. They dip it on you. Or throw bucket. The Ethiopian way is to throw bucket. Thank God I'm not Ethiopian. Literally, I have a video of that. Throw bucket. And everybody is like doing it. It's almost like ritual. It's never. Baptism is not to... It's going to save you. Baptism tells the world you are saved. Amen. Say amen. I'm preaching good. Amen. This is the truth. Baptism doesn't save you. It tells the world you are saved. It's like ring. The ring in the finger doesn't mean it's going to keep my marriage pure. My commitment towards my wife is going to keep it. Hello. It just tells the world that I'm taken. That's it. So, bottom line. What is the bottom line? There are three bottom lines I'm going to give in Ephesians 4. The first bottom line, unity, not uniformity. The church have come to a place where we want to be uniformed. No, uniformed is not what Christ is after. Even the Trinity of God is never the same. Father is not the same as the Son. Son is not the same as the Holy Spirit. Each one is so distinctively play a role in the humanity. But here we are so divided. The first thing we ask, what denomination? If you're after Christian, we come to know what denomination, what church. We are so divided and we can't celebrate the goodness in other culture. We can't celebrate in the goodness in other denomination. Because we are believed and taught our dogmas comes first. Then the divinity in the person's heart. My prayer is this for Papa's house. We will seek unity, not uniformity. We will seek unity. What is unity? Unity best thrives in the midst of diversity. Uniformity is, you know, everybody is in the military, they are uniform. But it doesn't mean they are united. Unity thrives in diversity. I, that's why we need to celebrate. That's why we sang an African Swahili song. You know, I don't know whether you've been to so any Swahili country in Kenya or anywhere, but we sing. Why? Because we appreciate the gold in that beautiful culture. Amen. 
don't say this tamil culture this mallu culture this telugu culture this north indians south indians you know this northeast hello we don't have racism but we have regionalism it's so we are stuck with regionalism nambala you nambal what is that what does that mean we are so divided look at someone i celebrate who you are i celebrate who you are lord heal their necks father right now look at someone and say i celebrate who you are you are a masterpiece your culture is so beautiful i celebrate your culture amen it's important guys it's important that we take time to see the good things amen that's the first segment because i'm running because uh the last segment i want to spend a good chunk of time number 2 here the second one about the body of christ attaining the fullness of christ it talks about many gifts but one spirit ephesians 4:11 to 13 it talks about the five fold ministry everybody knows that it's the apostles prophets evangelists pastors teachers the five fold are like the five finger can you keep your hands up okay this is the apostles the thumb finger why they can touch all other finger the thumb finger they are they are actually the pioneers you know when you when you you know this finger is more important when you eating rice because this is the one that shoves the rice inside have you seen the white people trying to eat rice <laughs> sorry my wife is also 10 years ago she was eating like this you know <laughs> and and i said to her amor amor means love in spanish amor this finger this is what that to tamilians we know how to make a ball you know urunda gatti adike you know and <laughs> so this is the thing and then she she does really well now 10 years being married that one thing i have taught her apostles when you want to when you when you when you like the food what do you say which finger you show this one thumbs up you know when you want to show the direction which finger you show this one that's the prophets they are the one always leads people towards god that's prophets this is the evangelist finger i don't want to show it differently because there's a lot of bad meaning to it the evangelists usually stand out of the rest of the town why because they are the one who are bridge builders they connect people from the world to the church they are the one and a lot of people here who have an evangelistic calling you meet someone immediately you connect with them it's an evangelistic spirit god has given this is the pastor the ring finger why they are the one who take care who comfort they say it's okay it's all going to be fine you will win and then this pinky finger when you want to hear you clear your ears which finger you use pinky teachers they clear the word for you so these five gifts are given for what imagine this five fingers you know we minister in shanti gramam i don't know anybody know shanti gramam it's a uh, it's a village uh, prominently very old people who are from a lepers leprosy and we go there we used to go every week but because of the schedules we go at least twice a month and we give them food and we hang out with them we eat with them and most of them don't have fingers and you must see them when they eat it's it painful and sometimes i'm thinking you know people will say oh without knife and fork i cannot touch it i'm like you should see these people how they eat the simple sambar it takes so hard for them to put it in their mouth 
and and i saw one picture there was a la- lady whose spoon was tied with a rubber band so that she can eat and you look at it it's like wow god i'm complaining my coffee machine doesn't work this morning and i'm thinking lord is persecuting me i'm complaining the 4g become 3g and say why god i'm going through wilderness you know but these people come on guys let's face it you look holy to me but i am talking my own challenges you know but this people and that's the thing this hand all there the fivefold ministries is what i wrote down the fivefold ministries are given to tackle these five religious spirits what are these five religious spirits up in the screen legalism debate opinion judgment and criticism look at this that's a religious spirit anywhere you see this five that's a sign the religious spirit is there legalism in our culture brother we do this way in our there were two guys cooking a leg of lamb and they always break the leg of lamb and cook a pot, stew and one day they asked they've been doing this for years and one day the guy asked why are you doing it because they said we always break it and do it but even though the pot is big why you are still breaking it my grandmother broke it and then they found out the grandmother didn't have a big pot she had a small pot she had to break it hello legalism debate you know i love what ravi zacharias says he says you can win an argument but i would rather lose an argument and win a soul than just win an argument we christians are so good to point out scriptures and say you are wrong i am right that's not what christ didn't do that let's let's look at this religious spirit that's an opinion so high opinion you know some of them they can give advice even to jesus like peter they are peter's disciples you know peter took jesus away master i was thinking to start a website and a cd you wanted to go to heaven what the heck i just confessed you are the messiah judgment judgmental spirit we are so judgmental sometimes the religious spirit always they will say he is good but hello the church is good but i remember asked hey you you're from andhra you remember satish kumar yeah his good church no? yeah but hello that guy built the church in 52 days sometimes we don't see the gold in a culture we just so judgmental we miss the point and criticism the reason gifts are given is to equip the body of christ in other words to have the fullness of christ that's why the gifts are given the gifts are given to take care look at this verse 11 to 13 so christ himself gave the apostles the prophets the evangelists the pastors the teachers to equip his people for the works of service so the body of christ may be built up until all we reach in unity in the faith and the knowledge of the son of god to become mature attaining the whole measure of the fullness of christ what a beautiful thing no gifts are never to compete one another that's my bottom line the second bottom line the gifts are not given to the body to compete but to complement amen sometimes we compete i'm a prophet brother i'm an apostle i'm an evangelist i'm a pastor it's like we are so competing one another instead of complimenting and i'm sure here there are 
other gifts the body of Christ has. You know, but we have turned into church into a one-man show. That's my prayer, God. It will never be like this in Papa's house. It will just, we come here to gather, get equipped, but the rest of those days, let us live the church. Let us be the church that we are one like upon the hill that shines in the midst of darkness. Amen. People who look at us and say, I see hope, I don't have hope. What are you smoking? Amen. Christ Jesus is the hope of glory. The third one, which is where I want to, you know, spend a good chunk of time. The body of Christ, attaining the fullness of Christ. Paul talks this from verse 22 to 34 all the way. And, uh, and if you read, let me take the Bible Ephesians chapter 4. And it's all the way to up to 32. Paul talks about it and it basically he says, put off your old self and put on your new self. Remember, this? Paul writes this, after 60 years, Jesus was died, resurrected, rose, he gave the Holy Spirit. 60 years later, Paul is still writing, put off your old self and put on the new self. What is the old self? The word old self in Greek means spirit. What is the spirit? Man. Old man, Adam. We all have that Adamic nature. One guy told me, brother, I wish I was not saved, brother. When this guy talked to me like this, I wish I was not saved. If you'd have met me two years before, kada kandala Just Just because, just because he has this old self still living inside. And we sometimes love to cherish this old self. That's what Paul is saying. Put off the old self, that man Adam, and put on the new self, Jesus. And it's, it's interesting. I wrote down three simple uh, statements to understand why we need to put on the new self. The first one, the blood of Jesus Christ has paid the penalty of sin. Everybody knows that, right? But number two, the resurrection of Jesus took the power of sin. That means you don't have anymore the power over sin. The resurrection took it over. But the third one is very important. The anointing of the Holy Spirit helps us to walk in the original design of God. That's the new man. And I I confess this, that's why I say this. I'm sharing this with the fear of the Lord. Sometimes my old self, I'm married to my wife for almost 10 years and she can witness this. You know, wives are a beautiful witness. Amen. Arnab is saying amen. Amen. (laughs) Thank you, brother. You know, they keep you on track. You know, I can be the most amazing preacher on the pulpit. But they can bring you down to the reality level. And say, Tambi rumba adada. Amen. And I'm glad I married, you know, a girl who can speak the truth without any filter. I tell you. You know, our people, they are like, ah, it's okay, brother. <laughs> but, but she would be like, you know, she would correct me when I exaggerate. I would say, oh, we were ministering there, 4,000. 1,800. <laughs> it looked like 4,000 for me. Oh, this, this group was good. Today it was 60 people. I counted 28 chairs. 
it's it's beautiful to have wives i mean single men put your hands up there and say god lord jesus you don't want to get married put your hand up there chani are you taken okay no okay put your hand up and say god give me a wife who can keep me grounded it's good it's really good it's really good i tell you i'm cherishing but during that process i'm not cherishing i can you know but this is the beautiful thing that's what the anointing of the holy spirit helps us to walk in the original design of god and i wrote down here seven things it's beautiful i tell you you have to read it it's, in, it's i didn't discover this it's in the bible but i i put it in a way that it's easy for us to understand what to put off what to put on it's it's day in day out that's why paul says stand firm sometimes we think jesus paid it yes he paid it he paid to take away the penalty the power but you have been given the anointing to carry it that's why you have to put off and put on so this is what i wrote down i put off lust and i put on christ that's holiness i put off lust this is a big challenge you know among the young people right now so many christians are under the addiction of pornography hello as i am talking some of you here maybe have this challenge you have to stand firm i was 10 years old 10 years old somebody introduced me to pornography i was addicted for 10 long years the lord set me free i'm 42 i can tell you the holy spirit has did a deep work in my heart i can tell boldly pornography is nothing to do with the sex the bible god designed it's nothing it's taken out of proportion and when you are addicted to this everything you're going to see is through that eyes and i tell you it's it's destroying marriages is destroying ministers we have to put off the lust and the lust doesn't start in the mind it starts in the eyes hello that's why you have to change your direction the bible talks in ephesians 5 we don't have time it says washed by the word you hear a word the word the opinion but then that's corrupted then you wash it with the word of god i put off lust so i put on christ it's a day in day out you cannot say that's why i told the holy spirit school i said two weeks you had a program people helped you 8 o'clock we read the book of acts 9:30 we start with worship 1 o'clock we finish 3:30 again we go on outreach then again 5:30 we have worship we have packed nobody is going to come and say hey worship time you have to put off and put on number 2 i put off bitterness and i put on christ forgiveness that's what says in, in ephesians chapter 4 we you have to read that verse 22 to 32 it's so beautiful let all bitterness clamor and slander be out let christ god salvation be released in your heart so i put off bitterness you know what is bitterness it's so sad if you if you, if you don't release you will end up resembling them this is the reality if you don't release you will end up resembling that's why you have to find somebody you have to talk i heard this someone said revealing your feeling is the beginning of your healing amen amen that's not to share your feelings to another girl sister revealing my feeling is the beginning of my healing 
that's not the reason i'm telling you this this is when you are broken inside find a christian guy that who's walking ahead of you and say you know what this is troubling me i reveal my feeling so that christ can deal with this amen i put off bitterness you know dl moody i don't know anybody know dl moody and he made the statement it's so beautiful he said the american evangelist he said if a man is stealing nuts and bolts from a railway track and in order to change him you send him to a college and at the end of his education he will steal the whole railway track you get what i'm trying to say and sometimes we think education can pe- people get no education without judea christian world view is still education that is not going to redeem the culture Amen. Number three, I put off gossip and I put on Christ. What is that? Truth. I put off gossip. We talked about it last week. Say no to gossip. It's so nice to, to talk about somebody else, but let's determine ourselves. Talk truth about person. If you know, that's what I I wrote down. If you don't have anything good to say, just shut up. If you don't have anything good to say about someone just shut up don't talk you know sometimes we the, we don't have anything good because we have some some clouded experience but let's not talk about that let's keep it let's not spread bad news is good news and it will spread faster hello so i put off gossip that's a everyday thing i put off gossip so i put on christ truth amen number 4 I put off anger and I put on Christ. What does that mean? I am not just a peacekeeper, I am a peacemaker. There's a big difference between a peacemaker and a peacekeeper. Peacekeeper will say at all circumstances I'll keep my mouth shut. We don't want any volcano erupted. Just keep quiet. You know? Just keep quiet. Two more days. Konjagalam Yesu kaaga. You know? So just keep peace, keep it. That's not peacekeeper. God's goal is peacemaker that's why the bible says do not let your anger go down you know i grew up i'll tell you a little bit about my own story you know my family my dad was born and brought up in a pentecostal family and he was a very angry man i never heard once he said i love you charles i know you never hated me but it never verbalized he was angry in a way that sometimes he will throw anything at me to discipline me you know they call in tamil satta i don't know whether you know what is it called whip no whip they used to have a whip i don't know he is from a gurka family or something he will say the third time if he touches it he will not put it back without hitting and we were naughty also you know we will push him up to the third level you know and i tell you growing up that way then i married this white girl and and she never comes from a family where they they usually talk her dad goes and says i, I what i did was wrong i'm sorry i never heard that from my dad to me sorry <laughs> he's always right i'm always wrong so one day isaac she he was only 1 year old and she said what you did to isaac is wrong say sorry it's like 1 year old <laughs> you know this is how i'm learning 
and i tell you this is the thing sometimes it's such an egoistic culture where we grow up it's like man is always right father is always right and i tell you god is molding me in a place where you know i went down knelt down and i said to isaac many times what daddy corrected you was not in proper attitude will you forgive me and he'll be like i mm, do guys i tell you we are not called to peace keepers we are called to peace makers and i tell you i that's why i said it's challenging as i'm sharing this because every day i have to put off and i put on amen number 5 i put off sloppiness and shortcuts and i put on christ excellence in everything you know put on everything in everything work hard the bible says work hard hello sometimes we want everything to be happen in a fallen in a you know on our lap it's not going to happen hello these guys come here at 5:30 they wake up 5:15 come here clean wash everything put this ac so we feel nice and and now you're worshiping the lord you know we take pleasure in doing excellent things we just don't want to come and do our one and a half hours no we want to make sure that this place most important player person who comes here his name is jesus and we need to honor him amen and that's why how we dress how we take care of ourselves sometimes we look like kandasami and kupusami you know we should dress in such a way that i'm not saying you have to be you know go and buy prada shoes i'm not talking about i'm talking about keep yourself carry yourself in such a way that you people don't look at you and say this guy is a sloppy fellow you know i remember once in convention i was preaching in the south the pastor gave me a small chit i was about to finish he says the biryani is still cooking 20 more minutes <laughs> it's true i'm not exaggerating the people are sitting almost 115 they're saying biryani ipoda arisi potturukanga wala ipoda potturukanga tamil la sonna you know it's very challenging you know now only as arisi is going on 20 more minutes you know rendu point give more two more points that's not excellence hello that's why church has become people are Ah, I have to be there. What to do? The church is a family, a community, amen. Where we live, share the presence of the living God. Number six, I put off rudeness. In other words, jerk, and put on Christ, kindness. You know, if you ask a girl who is dating, immediately she will say, "How is your boyfriend?" She will say, "Oh, he's a gentleman. He opens the car door for me." maybe the car is new or he she is new i don't know but you know he brings me flowers he always takes me to this beautiful romantic walk nice park i don't know in velour there is but you know you do this all but then one month later they break off you ask them how is your boyfriend ha don't talk to me about him he's a jerk he eats and burps in front of my face hello that's what it says here don't be rude Hmm? don't be rude but you can be rude to the devil sometimes i wrote down here you can't cast your flesh and disciple the demon sometimes we do this we cast our flesh but disciple the demon sometimes we want to be so kind to the devil you know but very rude to the person who was possessed by devil i have seen pastors in the name of kicking the demons they 
they take all the anger of their wife on their wives on that particular woman shake maavati eduthu you know it's it's challenging you know my friends i want to challenge you put off put off this anger put off this uh, rudeness jerk you know how many times you know so this is something again you know the rudeness is sometimes we are entitled you know i like to do this i like to do this but don't be a jerk be kind christness last but i'm not going to finish this put off i put off my agenda and i put on christ what does that mean the kingdom amen that means i am not here to build my own little things you know what this morning we went to bed around 1 o'clock and the holy spirit was nudging in us and we were having the same thing and she was praying and i was praying and we i was like where she is she is not in my room and i went out she was praying and i asked what's going on it's like she is saying she was telling me like i don't know i just feel like we shouldn't just do church i said that's exactly what i'm praying i just don't want to just do church on sunday i want to live church i want to show to this world that people can say this is just not some other religion that is added in this country this is a real life amen what is the bottom line let us be the bridge builders not bridge bombers the whole efficiency has got three bottom lines one is the first one is unity not uniformity gifts are not given to the body to compete but to complement and the last one let us be bridge builders not bridge bombers